Breath Hub. Take a deep breath. Deep conversations are starting. Hello, welcome to Deep Conversations by Breath Hub. I'm in Boston, in a lovely city, and I'm sitting with dear Cindy here. Hello, a gorgeous lady. Welcome, Cindy. Thank you so much. Happy Thanks to for be being here. here. So glad. <laughs> Thank you for the invite. Yeah. So first of all, I would like to, before we dive into our deep conversation, I would like to know more about you, your own, you know, life story, and how you ended up with breath work and yoga, of course. Absolutely. So my journey really getting into yoga started about 20 years ago. Um, I was in Boston studying at Boston University and a friend of mine said, go to this hot power yoga class. You'll love it. It's a good sweat. So I thought, well, I'll give it a try. <laughs> and it was fantastic. It was everything that she said it would be. And then we got to take a nap at the end. Shavasana. And I love that part as a college student. But I kept going back because it helped me feel so good and more steady, less anxiety, all kinds of different effects. And with yoga, as we know, it's the body, it's the breath, the movement. There's so many aspects to yoga. Um, but I think really coming into that breath work was a big transformational piece for me. And so I kept on studying yoga and practicing and using it through all aspects of my life. Um, and then eventually I became a teacher about seven years ago. So I studied to become a yoga teacher and just continuing on with that, you know, gifts that I feel that the breath and the yoga practice gives to people um, to really find within themselves a connection mm -hmm. and get deeper within themselves. So it's been just a wonderful step and, and yeah. journey for me. Yeah. And as we were speaking earlier, I, I heard that you are also practicing some shamanic breathing and you also went to the medicine path. Would you like to Maybe talk a little bit about that because I'm very excited to hear about that. Absolutely. So shamanism is something I, through some of my yoga teachers, I actually um, did some, you know, small workshops and learned a little bit about spirit guides. And it was something kind of running in the, the background for me for a little while. And then through um, just sort of, you know, looking out and seeing what's available, I found a teacher, Dakota Earth Cloud Walker, and I decided to study with her. And she teaches the medicine wheel, which really takes us through the four directions. So there's mm -hmm. an association of north, south, east and west with each of the seasons, with times within our lives, you know, sort of age Um, and also even within the day, there are these different ways mm -hmm. that you can kind of break down and relate. And personally, I really find resonance with the seasons. Mm -hmm. um, so it's a way to connect the body, the mind, the spirit, the emotions together by looking through this framework of these different energies that come through through the yeah. seasons or so through the directions. So to give our listeners just a little bit of a tip, like what's the energy when it's winter? It's kind of like I even 
feel it through my bones when I say winter and then I feel it like spring and there's this whole energy change. So what's really happening? Because um, our listeners are probably uh, breath workers or people who do breath work or who are interested in breath work. And I always tell, you know, breathing is life and life is breathing. The more, you know, the more you go into breathing, the deeper you go into breathing, the deeper you start connecting with life. But it's not like life in a man-made modality. I think breath itself is beyond anything that is man-made. It is so natural and it's just that spirit of life energy. And uh, that's also, you know, inside the whole, you know, equinox and the whole, uh, yeah, the whole life experience, the whole seasons and the whole changing, the life energy changing. It's just brilliant to feel it you know to become one with it and and all the shamanic tradition because I myself have also been experiencing not that I got trained for it but I've I've been experiencing some shamanic work myself so it's kind of like when you say shamanic work I uh, immediately connect with like my experience with connecting with the wind and connecting with the soil and connecting with the trees and that, you know, the smell of nature and, you know, just connecting with that powerful, uh, yeah, being inside the nature. So like if you wanted to give us a little tip, you know, about, you know, seasons and who we are inside of that and uh, how to use that guidance for our lives. Absolutely. And it's part of that connection of being part of the whole and knowing we're impacted by the seasons, but we also can live within them and sort of use the energies as, you know, full potential. So for example, the North direction would be the winter, as you mentioned. And it is a time when you think of winter, you just sort of want to be cozy under a blanket if you're in Mm -hmm. a colder climate, you know, with a nice mug of tea and have that inner reflection. So you're leveraging This is more of the spirit direction, the connection to something higher, or this also could be self-reflection. So this would be a great time to go into some deeper breathing practices and, you know, really have that quieter time. The winter, you know, the snow can feel like a very quiet time. And, you know, right now we're going into fall here in the Northeast, So this is the West direction energy. This is a big time of manifestation of things coming to fruition and sort of our physical realm. So it's also taking care of our home, taking care of body, things that we can physically see. So you can match that energy as well, the physical aspect of it. Um, It's a little Mm -hmm. bit more of a time of doing, a little bit more of a fire energy runs through uh, this time of the year. So just reflecting on the seasons and it's, it can be personal to each listener as well. How, how do you relate to the season and where is there maybe a sense of resistance and getting curious about that? Why is there resistance? How can I take that and sort of leverage that and then be more in flow with what the season allows? Yeah. It's it's really once you start meditating and once you start doing yoga and breath work, it's very interesting to watch how the seasons and how all you know the transformation in life starts affecting our whole system. And uh, yeah, if we allow, life is such a brilliant tool 
It just for for me, it's just an experience of lesson by lesson and step by step and by step. And uh, you would probably agree, breath work helps us do that because for us to evolve in this lifetime and for for us to see what needs to be see and seen and hear what needs to be heard and really observe life and be in life in a deeper level. Uh, I think our breathing plays a very important role. And if it's kind of like if we miss it, if we're just too anxious and too fast, if we, if we miss the whole life experience, then we miss our lessons. It's not kind of like people, you know, talk about being in the now and staying in the now and deepening your relationship with yourself. I think it's beyond that because... It's kind of like we don't have a choice. I mean, I would love to see millions of people practice breathwork. That's why we founded the Breath Hub. And that's why I've been teaching breathwork for a long, long period of time. Because I would love to see humans uh, just connect deeper with themselves and to experience life on a deeper level rather than just, you know, running around and trying to catch life. And it's, I think, beyond catching the moment, it is just staying aware of life, of what it's showing you, because then we learn the lessons we need to learn. It's just, it doesn't take time. And I believe many people build sicknesses and build all kinds of trauma and, you know, anxiety. That's why we need all these teachers, energy work. And if we could just, you know, connect with our breathing on a deeper level, uh, I think nobody would need therapy. <laughs> nobody would need anything else. If people can really learn to connect with their breathing on a deeper level, uh, we would all be able to, you know, see what life is showing us and about our relationships, about our business, ch- children, families, life, everything. So I would like to hear more about wh- how has been your experience with breathing, because it's kind of like with my own experience over 25 years, breath equals to spirit. It equals to, you know, life, the God, the power, you know, the natural force, everything. And when it's when it kicks in, I usually say, like, it doesn't even matter which breathing technique or breath work you're using. Uh, I mean, while you're doing breath work, while you're connecting with breath because you're connecting with the divine, it shifts your reality. It's kind of like, it doesn't even matter which technique. Sometimes people ask me like, which is the best technique? Which is the best breath work? There is no best breath work because as long as you're breathing consciously, as long as you're taking your breath consciously, you are connecting with life consciously. And that makes the whole difference. So how did it change for like, what did it Uh, change uh, in your life, like consciously breathing, becoming aware of your breath and taking time to just breathe and connect. How did uh, your life transform in that? Yeah, that's a great question. I think people are so powerful and sometimes we forget how powerful we are and a tool like the breath is at our disposal and changing the pace of the breath, being conscious enough to notice, okay, Maybe I'm a little agitated or angry or, oh, I'm really calm and content right now. You know, how is my breath? And finding a practice that resonates with the individual person to say, this makes sense to me and I can shift how I'm thinking, how I'm feeling physically, my emotions with even just a few breaths. And I think people know it intuitively. It's even... 
without any type of formal training, people know to take, all right, three deep breaths if I'm stressed, you know, and I think it's getting more and more in the psyche. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. And and like meditation is very, very popular right now. And there are a lot of people who are, you know, meditating or trying to do some meditation. I'm a classic Vedic meditation teacher as well. So I like going deep with all work I do. So it's with meditation. It was kind of like classic way of meditating, which is, of course, hard in the start because you need to be practicing half an hour in the morning and half an hour in the afternoon. And, you know, once you get into that regular, uh, yeah, regular meditation process, then it's much more easier. But I see a lot of people who are uh, finding it hard to meditate, finding it hard to, you know, just sit and stop. And I think for those kind of people who are finding it hard to, especially the young generation who know the importance of, you know, meditation, but who are finding it hard to just stop and go within there, breath work is the most important tool. So I think it's such a supportive and complementary tool to meditation that we can't go further with anything else if we're not fully conscious of our breathing. Absolutely. And I think breath is something you can bring in at any moment. Mm -hmm. You can be in the middle of something. You could be in line at the grocery store. You know, everyone's breathing all the time. So taking a conscious breath, a more fulfilling breath, you know, following one's own guidance around what do Mm -hmm. I need right now? It really, yeah. yeah. Do you have any, sorry, do you have any crazy stories with your students or in your life related to, you know, breath work, teaching, yoga? Because sometimes crazy stuff happens. <laughs> yeah. I think what's crazy is just there's so many ways you can use the breath if you think about it. It could be to get you into a calmer state. I've also practiced some uh, shamanic breath work techniques, which can take you into a really high vibration state where you're working with your spirit guides and you're on a shamanic journey. So using that same tool is like, could be centering or can take you on this beautiful journey where you're asking questions about yourself, your purpose, whatever may be on your mind and getting these messages from within the spirit realm. Yeah, so it's kind of like a natural psychedelic. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. For me, breath work has been that way for many years. And also what's different is, uh, you know, what what's crazy, I think, about breath work and about breathing is it has such a wisdom inside of it that it kind of leads you into what you need. I think that's that's the most amazing thing. It's like, even if you don't know anything about breathing, if you just sit down and start breathing, you might end up with deep conscious connected breathing where you're in a different realm and you you know tap into a different level of consciousness or it can calm you it's kind of like breath does know what we need and we don't need any other healing tool that's what's what has been amazing in my own journey it's kind of like the moment it kicks in it just somehow knows like where you need to be breathing and how you need to be breathing, what do you need mentally, emotionally, physically? and Yes, following your own wisdom and allowing the process to unfold. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now when you look back, like when you look back and look at yourself 10 years ago or 15 years ago, and when you look at yourself right now, what's the main difference? What do you think? I think there's been a really acceleration for me over the last even year of walking my purpose and uh, discovering that along those 10 or 15 years. But having the willingness to take the leap. I left my nine to five job earlier this year. It was a good job, great colleagues, good company, you know, with a good mission that I aligned with. Um, But choosing to walk this more spiritual path in helping others as well, helping people connect back to themselves, helping people be curious through tools like breath work and some of the other modalities that I teach as well. Yeah. Have you ever, have you had, had moments like an inner calling, like where there was this inner calling, you know, in your heart and you knew? And Yes, I think it comes, <laughs> it comes in everyday moments if you really can pay attention to it. And it's that little flutter of sometimes it's a yes, sometimes it's a no, a new opportunity comes along and following that inner wisdom and the quieter the mind can become. The mind has a purpose. It's not bad. You know, thinking is good. We need Mm -hmm. goals and planning. It's a peace, but allowing the heart to speak. And a lot of that quieting, I think, does come from sitting with the breath and sitting Mm -hmm. in a a quieter space with oneself. Yeah. And people ask me usually, like, how can you, can can we be clear about our purpose? You know, there are a lot of people now uh, working on purpose. And in my own school, Nevsha Institute, we have mainly five principles, which are meditation, breath work, finding your purpose, aligning with your purpose, strategic planning, like you said, and also working with your mind. I think these are kind of like the five very important tools, tools for humans to unleash their potential and become who they're meant to become and live their destined life. And uh, yeah, strategic planning, working with the mind and also aligning with purpose because uh, I am certain that for anyone to live a fulfilling, inspired life, aligning with purpose is the most important thing. And I get this question a lot, like, because it's, it's not easy to explain. How do you like, how can you be sure about your purpose or how can you be certain about your purpose? How do you know that that is the purpose? How, how was that for you? Mm. Like, when was the time when you're like, this is it? I think it's when you choose love over fear. And there's a lot of things. Um, there's choices I could make and many paths in my life that I did choose and can sort of change that path. But I asked myself, is this decision out of a place of fear of either, you know, lack or not being conventional or, you know, whatever sort of that fear may be, uh, which are real. The fears are real. Um, But it's, is that reality? Is that the reality that I choose to live in? And when you choose from a place of love, I think that's taking a step for me along my path of purpose. Yeah, and how I hear it is also, it can also be explained uh, as just leaving the conditioned way of being and choosing your own soul and your own self, because that's 
I believe, is the heart. It's like when we live heart full and when we live with love, it's just us being who we are. And all of the conditioning about, you know, who we should be and what we should be doing and, you know, what we should be experiencing when you leave them behind, because that's mainly the fear. It's kind of like we are all unique and we have our own unique life experiences and we want to be that. But it's kind of like there is this whole conditioning about what life has to be and, you know, uh, how we have to be shoulds and shouldn'ts. And that's kind of like the cause of fear. And when you can leave that behind, of course, that's very courageous. Uh, then you start living aligned with your values and your truth, your purpose. and Absolutely. Yeah. So, and then your whole energy changes. There is this shining lady, very inspired and full of light and yeah. Yeah, and with the, with this right now, with, with what you have right now, because you are now someone uh, maybe who did take the step, we're still few, you know, like there's still a lot, of, a lot of people out there who are trying to meditate and breath, but I think we're still a few group of people who really got that and got there. And um, just considering your, you know, journey of life and your past and who you are right now and you know, connecting with your mission, purpose. What would you, the one thing you would like to teach humanity? Like what would be the one thing you would love humanity to understand deeply? I would love for people to be curious, to be curious about themselves, to be curious about what might feel challenging, but also what feels beautiful and inspiring. And to look at whatever comes across their plate, why am I feeling this way? Why am I reacting this way? It really takes, I think curiosity takes a person out of their story of the moment. And we have a lot of stories running through the head, <laughs> being the judge, being the victim, you know, being happy and content too. But take yourself out of that story and ask why, be curious. And I think that can get people a long way and get us all together more connected and steps forward. Yeah, it's kind of like being open to life and just receiving what it, you know, brings. Yes. Yeah, thank you. I think this was a lovely conversation. Thank you for your time, for your beautiful energy. And I can uh, feel it, you know, deep inside of me that you're a woman of purpose and you're very clear on your path and I think these last two years have been very interesting I think we are beyond everything that's happening of course sad deaths and everything around the world I think we are also privileged because we had the chance to stop and you know many people didn't have that chance before before this whole thing you know arrived I know it, it doesn't seem very nice this whole thing but you know, we had the chance to stop and dive in and connect with ourselves. And maybe there are a lot of people, you know, like us who connected, had the chance to connect with their purpose on a deeper level, their calling on a deeper level. I hope so as well. Well, it was wonderful to speak with you. This was a great conversation. I appreciate it. Yeah, me too. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for listening to us today, and I will see you in our next episode.